Live from the Motor City, all the way to the Volunteer State, it's time for the Reckless Speculation Podcast, where we recklessly speculate the latest news in the world of sports, from college football to NASCAR. We've got you covered. And don't forget to stick around for the world-famous Bet Your Nuts, where we will give you your best bets to make the most money. Now sit back, grab your favorite drink of choice, and join Robbie Davis, Raj Mehta, Brandon Chain, and Tom Sloan. It's showtime. Well, good evening, everyone. Uh, my name's Robbie. I'm here, the host of this show tonight. It's uh, May 10th, and we are on the eve of another NFL production. The uh, NFL schedule release is set to take place tomorrow. Um, we're going to break down who plays who, who gets prime time. We have some leaks early that we're going to get to, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, before we do that, though, I'm going to welcome in our crew. We have Tom Sloan up in Detroit. Good evening, Robbie. How you doing? Hey, that you are very Detroit-centric tonight. You got the Red Wings, the Tigers. There you go. I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm a proud Detroiter today. Eve of the <laughs> schedule release, where's the Lions gear? Uh, sadly, I don't own a whole lot of that, but that'll change this season, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Doing well, doing well. How are you, fellas? Oh, doing fine, doing, doing fine. Um, and we have uh, Raj always joining us a little bit late, but uh, he'll be here soon enough. He has yet to enter the green room. <laughs> um, yes. Raj has not entered the chat yet. Um, well, boys, uh, let's talk about – let's just first talk about NFL and just their ability to do a schedule release special on ESPN during – NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, and there's going to be a lead up to it. It's going to be talked about just, and we talk about this a lot, but I mean, just, just what does it say that they can just say, Hey, we're releasing our schedule. Brandon, what does it mean? NFL is king, dude. I mean, they can take something so simple as just a schedule release and make it a production and they'll probably get more views than, you know, NHL playoffs. Uh, oh, a hundred percent. You know, like it's it's crazy. Like I don't understand, but you know, I'm going to tune in. I want to see it, uh, yeah. and I don't know why. It's just like you know this <coughs> thing you can't shut down or shut off because that's all you want to hear about is NFL and the latest and what's going on. And then you start planning out your games, and if you're not a season ticket holder, which games do you want to go to and uh, so, you know, for the for the NFL fan, it's somewhat of a big deal. Yeah, I, I know. Um, my my wife calls me a sheep to the NFL. She's like, they put it on TV. You're going to watch. And I mean, eh, eh, yeah. Uh, Tom, what do you think? What it was? What is just? I mean, the, the NFL's ability to do this, and we we saw the draft got 54 million views um, for people watching other people's teams say their names. Um, this, at least every, this has your team, who you're going to play. Um, just what does it say about their just status right now? Well, they know they're number one. And like Brandon said, they're the king. And even on that last uh, transition I put up, I put a crown on the logo because they are the king. Uh, anything they put out will be the number one rated uh, probably – sports program, maybe even program on TV in that time slot. Um, it just shows you that, that there's such a demand. Football is, is 365 days a year now. It's, it's not just a seasonal thing, um, even though there's, you know, two other kind of um, bootleg football leagues going on with the USFL and the XFL, NFL is king. And if you put that, uh, the, the schedule release up against even an XFL game, uh, the release will will dominate 100%. So it just I think you could put NFL Live up against the yeah. XFL and USFL game and it will it, win. Yeah, it it probably would. But unfortunately, Brandon's right. It'll do higher ratings than 
the NHL playoffs, which is kind of a travesty, but it just goes to show you uh, where the state of the NFL is right now. Yeah, and so we're and, and we're, we're this is going to lead into this, and this isn't something that we talked about, but it just came to mind. Like, so tomorrow night, ESPN has Celtic Sixers and Nuggets Suns on. At what point ESPN pays the NFL a hundred million dollars a game for Monday Night Football? At what point are they like, <clears throat> hey, you're killed? Like, I know we're getting ratings here, but you're hurting our NBA. Like, it, I guess, I guess, is there a conflict? When does it become a conflict? Well, you keep in mind too, the NFL Network will be broadcasting as yes. well. So, yeah, um, is it a smart move for ESPN to do what they're doing? I, I don't know. Um, it's going to take away from the NBA coverage and and. But I think they look at it as, as as long as there's eyes going to ESPN, they're going to look at it as a win-win for them. Yeah, that's, that's true. I don't I think it's I don't think it's hurting ESPN at all. Like I'd get that one night of a rating, uh, I guess, versus the others. But you know, these playoffs have been going on for a while, and they're going to continue to go on. Um, you know, a slight dock on one night. I don't think it's a big mishap, and I think they understand that. So kind of a mutual yeah. agreement thing. I am curious, though, why they didn't try to throw – I guess I guess, I guess, guess just no one has any negotiating power. But it would be – it would be interesting to see if, like, hey, the night Turner has it, maybe do your release party. But maybe it's just the thir- – like the NFL says this is our Thursday and we're doing it. Um, but so – in other negotiating power, guys, a big change coming to the way we and bars and most people are going to consume the NFL this weekend or this year. Um, as most people know, DirecTV law, they DirecTV has had the exclusive rights to the Sunday NFL ticket. So when you go to a bar, when you go to anything, and all the games are on, that's who's that's who's broadcast. It comes through DirecTV. It has came as a hefty price, I believe. Uh, the last contract, DirecTV paid them a billion dollars a year. Um, they bid $1.5 billion. I believe these numbers are accurate. Uh, to renew the contract, uh, YouTube came. YouTube TV came in and offered them $2 billion, uh, and that's what it sold on. So, yeah, so here are the pricing, and this is – yeah, so if you do not have YouTube, 449 after June 6th. So one of these deadlines are coming up quick. So if you're going to get it, uh, <laughs> here's a chance to save $100. Um, so one, in the sports world, in the sports TV marketing, all that, DirecTV was the powerhouse. They had the NBA package, the NFL ticket, NHL. They had yeah MLB. They had everything. And slowly but surely, it's getting plucked away from them to where um, they may just be the the TV package with the most movie channels. Uh, I know I was a direct TV subscriber for a long time. Uh, that changed probably two or three years ago. Um, Tom, I guess, what does it say about, and I don't want to get into the finances of you know, what AT&T and DirecTV is, but specifically as it goes to sports, where does this put DirecTV? I I think it, it puts them right in the middle of everybody else, you know, being that they had the exclusive rights to the Sunday ticket. And I think a lot of people chose to go with DirecTV because of that, myself included. Um so without having that, I think people will start to shy away from um, not only DirecTV, I think they'll shy away from, you know, cable itself. Uh, I think you'll see a lot more cord cutters coming up. Uh, and for the simple fact that you'll be able to um, purchase the Sunday ticket without having the YouTube TV services, I think that'll lure a lot of people um, 
I'm not sure if if YouTube thought that through 100% um, because I, I think they would have been better off saying, well, you know what, you got to have YouTube TV to access Sunday Ticket. So I think they were going a different route than than DirecTV was. I don't know if that'll last more than one year, but um, I think this will it'll it'll definitely probably cut me off from Sunday t- uh, from DirecTV, which I currently have right now. So we'll probably eliminate that and go with another, uh, whether it be YouTube TV or just go not you know, just with the apps that we have and, and do the Sunday ticket by itself. So I think it, it, what it's going to do is it'll probably drop direct TV down pretty far. And, and it's going to probably bring down a lot of other cable companies with it. Yeah. Well, and, and what I find interesting, and I don't know if they <clears throat> have the data, if they've thought about it, if this is just a guess, or if this is just me just thinking, it coincides with uh, the data that is there that a lot of people are moving to different regions where they didn't live before. Yep. And so I know as someone who lived in Southern California, I had direct TV just so I could watch Titans games or I went to the bars just so I could watch Titans mm-hmm. games. And with this mass relocation of diff- people in different regions, now you can work remotely. Is that going to be a bigger factor? Uh, Brandon, what do you think about uh, – what does it say to DirecTV, and what are your thoughts on what I just said? Uh, I think it is – you know, things are changing right now, and I think you see these companies starting to adapt to that. Um, now, I, I disagree with Tom a little bit on the, the fact – I do actually like that YouTube TV um, allowed people to have that option without owning YouTube TV. Um so we saw this kind of before with uh, the Amazon Prime Thursday nights only. Like you had to have Amazon Prime, you know, yeah. to watch Thursday night games. Uh, you know, and then there's just those people that were not going to get Amazon Prime or were anti-Amazon, whatever they are, uh, <coughs> that just weren't going to do it. But, you know, without having to purchase YouTube TV, because some people are stuck in their ways, you know, maybe they're huge DirecTV or Comcast or, you know, whatever your local places uh and and they like their setup and they don't want to change but you can still purchase that so that i think that's a good option now again maybe tom's right maybe it only lasts a year uh, but we'll see i I just like the fact that it is different and it is uh, not like amazon's you know kind of product there so uh but yeah to your point uh, to what you said it i think it is going to you're going to start seeing a lot more of these stream sides and and people move that direction because you can watch it on a phone or an app or you know move around and and have it at at your hand at any time yeah um and brandon i think you made a great point and i actually uh do agree with you i don't know why i say i actually like it's a shock but sometimes i do agree with you but um i think you're right i think people let's take comcast for example you can bundle their internet and cable and get it for cheaper. Mm-hmm. And so an add on to the YouTube Sunday ticket uh, may make more sense than you getting paying for internet separately and YouTube TV separately and with the NFL package add on. Right. So I think you're onto something where that, so like in certain regions, I know uh, where we live in Chattanooga, uh, EPB, uh, it's, it's, you know, great internet service and they have cable too, but Comcast can undercut them all the time because Comcast owns like six channels that EPB has to pay for. And it's these media rights thing. And so, so EPB has to operate at almost a loss in cable just to get them subscribed because Comcast is, they just own, they own TV channels. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's an interesting point you brought up. Um, Hey Raj, you're only, 16 minutes late tonight. That's four minutes times four. Yeah, I didn't really consider factorials on that one. <laughs> it felt like four minutes, dude, I swear. But no, I was listening to the conversation and it was very interesting. I'm not sure if you guys talked about the plans, but no, it's uh, please continue because I'm learning every second. Yeah. So, so what, and I don't know if, if y'all have heard about this. So, 
I know at my house, um, you know, we have one, two, three, four, like maybe six TVs or whatever. And you can only, I can only put so many devices on, I can only stream to somebody without YouTube, uh, the Chrome, or Google Chromecast. So I'm interested what's going to happen in this bar setup. Are every bar TV going to have to have Chromecast? Are they going to have the TVs with Android TV or Google TV, whatever it's called now, built in? Because, um, you know, before you'd order direct TV, they just bring you boxes. Is Google going to send you Chromecast? I don't know. Have y'all heard about how the, like, for this, you take a, a sports bar with TVs wall to wall. How's it going to work, actually, functionality? It'll probably it'll probably be a lot like um, how Directv did it. They based it upon uh, the amount seating of people, capacity. yeah, the seating capacity in the bar. Um, they're probably going to be similar situation to where um, there'll be a requirement to have at least a smart TV or some sort of a box that yeah. they'll whether um, Google sends them or they'll be responsible for getting. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to go, but I would I would venture to guess it's something very similar to what Directv did, because um, I know it's 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 a little different setup to where you just turn the TV on and boom, there it was, and now you have to you know uh, log into your account and 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 set up the game per TV. So it, it's going to be a little hairy the first couple of weeks of the season, I would imagine, in a lot of the establishments. Um. So I was in, uh, I was being my traffic judge the other night, and I, I realized don't uh, don't overestimate the need to or underestimate the need to explain simple things. I, you know, at the beginning I said, hey, if you're pleading guilty, come up. If you're pleading not guilty, we'll have a hearing after the fact. And I had this young kid uh, come up, and he said. Uh, I read him what he was charged with, and he's like, I'm I'm guilty. And then he came up with all of his proof that he wasn't guilty. And I'm like, well, why would you plead guilty? He's like, that's just what everyone else was saying. <laughs> and so it, it didn't occur to me to explain guilty means I did it, not guilty means I didn't do it. And that's a long way of saying, in case people don't know, we're using Google, YouTube, YouTube TV, interchangeable. Obviously, YouTube, YouTube owns YouTube TV. Google owns YouTube, and they're all subsidiary. So – just to clarify that, um, yeah. So, Brandon, I mean, what? I mean, have you heard how it's going to work? I assume they're going to ship a Chromecast with your order. I, I would think so, but you know, the reason they're doing that is to combat um, the sharing of passwords, and you know, you get a group of sixteen buddies, and everyone throws in, yeah. and buys the package, and everyone has the, the password. So, I get that. You know, that's been a problem with these streaming networks, um, an issue, you know, since they've started, everyone's sharing passwords and they try to limit devices and what you can have. But, you know, like you said, you, you got six TVs. I mean, I've got, you know, five or six here, uh, an iPad, uh, an iPhone, you know, if you're flying or, yeah. you know, want to watch, watch it somewhere. So I think it's going to be kind of a trial and error thing. You know, the, they're kind of going to fill it out and see how it goes this year. But, the Chromecast thing makes sense. Um, I, I think that would probably be their best, you know, bet to do that for someone yeah. that has multiple platforms. Um, so, Raj, YouTube paid $2 billion per year for this package. We, I don't know if you heard a conversation about um, – Hell, the NFL is releasing a schedule and it's going to do more ratings than the NBA and the NHL playoffs. Um, overpay, underpay, just about right. I mean, it's funny because, well, first of all, in that conversation we were just having, in the terms of use with Netflix and Prime, any commercial use of those streaming services is essentially against the terms of use. Uh it's just not allowed. So YouTube TV is literally, and from my understanding, they don't have uh, such bans, if you will, uh, on use in terms of commercial use. So it seems like they can write their own law here, um, literally trailblazing in many different ways. Um, considering DirecTV has been paying 
one and a half billion per year. And they were paying one billion. They were paying one billion. They offered one point five and YouTube came to two billion. Okay. And then okay, I I read here that DirecTV had been this says it had been paying one point five billion in a year for the rights, losing about five hundred million annually, which is interesting and okay. If you have actual sites, I'm just coming up from memory when I read this a while ago. So yes, well, go ahead. Well, if you notice the the YouTube TV business plan is basically designed around Red Zone, and it, it seems as if Directv was losing money because of Red Zone, and they were separate. Verizon had the rights for a while. If you remember, you could just get the Red Zone package. Yeah, they are clear in the four packages that they offer, with or without YouTube TV and Red Zone with or without YouTube and Red Zone. Um, so they've obviously learned from previous mistakes. They're going to make money. They're not stupid. Um, we've talked about this. It's interesting to me that Amazon was the first to attempt as a streaming service NFL football, and they didn't do what it takes to, to win the rights. So I personally didn't love the streaming service, but that's just because of my uh, – challenging inability to you know to pay attention american nature and have i can't flip through stuff when i'm on a streaming service but other than that it seemed okay i mean yeah i i think what Am- amazon and tom i'm gonna come to you in a second uh my opinion is what amazon did wrong is they paid a bunch of money for the thursday night game and they <laughs> let the nfl give them the game and yeah. so, so YouTube's just saying, no, we're getting it all, and we'll figure it out. Um, Tom, you say you have the answer up. What, what, what's the answer? Yeah, it says uh, the NFL is partnering with uh, Jerry Cardinale's Redbird Capital on a new venture that will offer NFL games to commercial venues like bars, restaurants, and hotels. The new company is called Everpass Media and has a multi-year license to sell the NFL's Sunday out-of-market TV packages NFL Sunday ticket. The NFL says it will be offered on a non-exclusive basis through all cable and satellite companies. So they'll be able to access it through whatever service they use in their establishment. So it will be separate from YouTube. Um, And this is interesting because when it comes to being a content creator, essentially you have to become your own LLC and and license your own streaming service to play certain things in, in bars and restaurants at a time. And that's what I was wondering, Tom, that's interesting. So whoever this individual is, has become that independent content creator. It appears it says I mean, there's an entire field of law dedicated. To yeah. This. So, so wait, so hold on. So, so hypothetical based on what you just said, if a bar still has direct TV, this third party will come in and essentially connect direct TV to oh. YouTube's app well, and allow it to be streamed. It's this, it's going to connect to the EverPass media. It won't. It won't be YouTube based. So essentially, it'll be just like just like they were with Sunday Ticket and Directv. Because well, it, where does YouTube TV come in? Well, that's just the uh, consumer version. So this one, this one will be like I said here. It uh, the it will be offered on a non-exclusive basis through all cable and satellite TV companies. So it'll be a separate package that the bars will be able to purchase added on bridge for commercial establishments it appears huh that's interesting i've not heard that it's interesting. red bird capital partners yeah so that, well, that i mean that that makes sense that answers your chromecast question right so right. now there's yeah. another avenue but it's only commercial establishments yeah. so still the the local consumer um, has to go through the youtube mm-hmm. whether you have it or not well, that makes me rethink the whole deal then. If you're not making bar all the sports bars switch to YouTube, um, is $2 billion worth it? I don't know. I mean, that's that's a good question, but obviously I'm sure this was disclosed before the deal yeah. came about and they still felt pretty good about it. Uh, like I said, I think the option not having YouTube TV and you can still buy it, is enticing. It is. Uh, it is enticing. I just don't know. I don't know how beneficial it'll be for YouTube. Uh, sure. The fact yeah. that because um, it's it's a hundred dollars difference for subscribers and, may, and non-subscribers. 
that may get people to switch over to YouTube. It could. I mean, it could. I, I've had YouTube for, I don't know, five, six years now and love it. Um, although they keep raising the prices every year, but uh, <laughs> that's everyone as everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, I, I'm anxious to see how this plays out. Cause yeah. I, I think it's kind of a, you know, a completely new take on, mm-hmm. on doing this and incorporating that third party uh, with the commercial application, I think is also pretty cool. So, Oh, well essentially, yeah, so essentially what the bars are going to have to do is pay that non-subscriber price. Mm-hmm. But it'll be more. They'll yeah. they'll it'll be substantially more than So that's than why that makes now, that makes another reason why the non-subscriber price is in there. Yeah. Um what I was listening to a Motley Fool podcast and they said uh the YouTube TV's really positioned themselves now to be to have it to be the and I think I can already see it with the layout they're modeling themselves to be like essentially the home screen of where all these apps live, like Hulu, yeah. Disney, Netflix. You like can get to like them instead from of one searching spot. for all of them, it's going to be they're going to be parked in the YouTube TV app. Yeah, well, I know Ver- Verizon does that too. They have a yeah. all in one you can access from one screen. Well, I wish I would have thought of it being about that non or that third party connector. That's a Good I mean, that third idea. party has exclusive rights to distribute Sunday ticket to anything commercial, bars, hotels, restaurants, and other commercial venues. So YouTube TV is just the residential aspect, yeah. which is fascinating. Um, and I bet you the the terms on the contract and the uh, – But don't they still have, they still have to pay YouTube – not according to this. They only the NFL benefits. They sold the commercial right, from what I understand, exclusively to Everpass Media of yep. Redbird Capital, whereas mm-hmm. YouTube TV has the residential rights exclusively. It doesn't appear as if YouTube TV, unless there's some sort of, which there likely is, tie between them and Redbird Capital, which is interesting, Redbird. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bay Area owners, it appears. We'll have to look more into this. And yeah, I, yeah, I, I, this is this is a good. We need to dig more into this and kind of how mm-hmm. it's gonna. Now that we've kind of started discussing it and seeing, like, okay, uh, it is interesting. Um, it's become, as one of the Redbird partners said, a sports media ecosystem. The NFL. Mm-hmm. This this sounds like a way for Google to try to not get busted up by being a monopoly. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, moving from football um, into something that we can actually see and understand, um, NBA playoffs going on. Uh, Raj, I know you and I will be up late tonight again because um, the NBA does not care about Eastern time zone when it comes to – the Western Conference playoffs. Are we allowed to swear on uh, on this one? Because if so, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm <clears> fucking <throat> dying, man. I was up at 4.30 this morning. Luckily, no Laker game last night, but it'll be another 1.30. Crimea River, first world problems. But you just can't not watch a playoff game, dude. Uh, Especially this series, right? Yo, yeah. It, I mean, this, I mean, it's, I mean, this is this – is, the Warriors, Lakers. I mean, these are two of the all-time greats, all-time top ten, at least fifteen players of all time going at it, uh, and uh, just great basketball. And, and and you got AD, you got Draymond, Clay, even though he's kind of an MIA. But before we get to that, that's uh, obviously the highlight tonight. Uh, looks like Knicks are up ninety-eight, ninety-three with four minutes left. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so that's, they're dead think, men walking. Do you think the the Knicks can hold on and get back to Miami? Maybe. Uh, they don't deserve it. It's just inevitable. It's just a bad matchup, and Miami's far too athletic. They're far too deep. They can switch on everything. The Knicks have two bigs, and they're reactive. They're not like AD. They're not guys that change the game. Um, they really sometimes do their best ball when they go small. And then they're a less athletic version of Miami. And you see a team working really hard for their looks. 
whereas Miami gets so many better looking, easier, higher percentage shots. And and that's just because they have better players. I mean, no one on the Knicks can can guard Jimmy Buckets in space. You got a deeper bench that's plus a million with Lowry and and Caleb Martin. And uh yeah, and that's even without Tyler Harrow. So it's just a bad matchup for the Knicks. And if they win this game, I'd be shocked if Miami didn't close it out in six. Yeah. I mean, I think the, I think the Knicks are just pretty good. They're a good team, but just not, no, there's, there's no star, no one to, to match Butler. No. Um, Brandon, on a scale of one to 10, how, how much is this on your radar, this series? It was until the other night when uh, the Heat kind of, took over the series and being down three to one. I mean, they, they've got maybe a 8% chance <clears throat> of trying to win this series. Uh, yeah. They may pull this one out tonight, um, which I hope not because I bet on the heat, but if not, I, the Knicks are done. I mean, they're at like plus 1800 to like win the championship right now. So it's, there's no, it, it no is chance. getting a little tight. I'm gonna flip on to live. Um, Tom, what about you? Uh, you're you're more of an Eastern Conference uh, basketball guy, anyways. Uh, you know, next heat. What's your interest level? And you think any chance of the Knicks to come back and make this thing interesting? I mean, you you got to look at the way Miami can shoot the ball. Like Raj said, uh, I don't think the Knicks can match that. Um, body wise, they can with Julius Randle down the middle, and um, so they can they can play within ten to fifteen of the net. But um, uh, Jimmy Butler, Butler, after that that ankle, that I thought he was done. That he looked uh, the coach in the eye and says, "Don't even think about you know taking me out." He played eight minutes yeah. on one ankle. Um, I think I think the team kind of jumped on his shoulders and and. Um, He's kind of a throwback, so I he's he's a floor leader. I I, I like the, their ability to run up and down the court, and they just have more scoring. So, um, as not the biggest NBA fan of the group, um, I do like what Miami has been able to do, minus Tyler Hero. Uh, so, um, I I think if New York pulls this one out, they go back to Miami, and they and Miami will close it out. I agree with what you guys say. I don't, the Knicks don't have firepower to win three in a row. Um, and before we get to Lakers Warriors, the other battle in the West is Suns Nuggets. What a difference two nights make. On Monday, our notes say no CP3, no problem. <clears throat> well, come Wednesday, uh, playing in Denver is a big problem for the Suns. Um, they got rolled. Jokic was amazing. Um, triple double. KD got tech. Um, obviously in frustration. The Suns just don't appear to have enough players. They have a great one-two punch. They have no bench. When CP3 got hurt, this is what happens when you mortgage your bench for a player, albeit the top four NBA players right now. So I get the gamble, but when Chris Paul got hurt, uh, these kind of games happen. Raj, uh, I do expect, I'll see if you agree with me. I do expect Phoenix to win in Phoenix, but game seven in that altitude with that short roster, I just don't think they can, they have it in them. So I, I think it's done. Um, they announced CP3 is out for game six. Aiton's questionable, but Aiton showed that he's got no heart. It took superhuman efforts from Devin Booker to win by seven and to win by five, respectively. Um, he shot 20 for 25, 80% from the field, and 14 for 18, 78% from the field. Historical numbers in scoring 40 points per game to barely beat that team. Cameron Payne is not CP3. Yeah, he gets a lot of high percentage looks because of Durant, but it's obvious Durant is not the same shooter without a true point guard. And 
I thought this series was five max. I was shocked it went six, but then again, I've never seen somebody go 20 for 25 from the guard position. So barring another superhuman effort from Devin Booker, I have no idea how the Suns, without a bench, without CP3, and probably without Aiton, can hang with an experienced, deep Denver team. Just real quick, if you're the Lakers, who do you want to see? Yeah, I, I want to see any. I want to see not Golden State because that means they win the series. Well, yeah, no, I'm saying if they soon they win, who do you want to see? I I hate doing that because you're up three to one against the greatest shooting team of all time. But at this point, we're not on a, we're not see, on the show for what you hate doing. We're on the show for what you're asked to be doing. See Phoenix just because of if you can somehow that would mean you get past Clay and Steph then. Theoretically, you can get past that back court and handle the front court of Phoenix easier than the Joker. Uh, all right, uh, Brandon. Uh, we talked. We thought this was going to be a series. It looks like the Nuggets may be in serious control. Um, any chance the Suns can rattle off two games in a row? The game seven in Denver is the one that just I just can't see that happening. Yeah, I can't see that happening either, dude. Uh, you know, there there was a couple games, I can't remember, maybe it was game three uh, that, that Denver won, and I thought for sure uh, Suns were going to pull it out, and they didn't. And, I mean, they just have no no answer for the Joker. I mean, he was, yeah. what, second, second in MVP this year or whatever. Uh, I mean, this dude, uh, now his defense is not as great as AD, but, I mean, he – he can shoot from any position almost like, and he's just dominant um, in the paint and they just don't have an answer for him. And you, you watch this matchup and you see KD and Booker on the other side and you, you think they should dominate, but it just has not been the case. Um, I don't have the stats up, but I, I don't think they've been shooting tremendously well outside of Booker's, uh, you know, superhuman game that uh, Raj said but uh, yeah well it's it's almost like a flashback right like oh yeah three points are worth more than two but if you can consistently score two point baskets and you have a guy that can do it almost every time down the court I'll take that consistency over at a higher percentage over Oh, for sure. A one more point short at a a lower percentage. And that's, it's kind of going back to the basics of basketball. Yeah. And let me ask you this like, what does this do to KD's legacy? Like, he's moved around team after team. And, you know, this was supposed to be when he got on this team, it was like, oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to dominate. And now, like, what's going on with this? Like, that's an interesting topic. That's a great question. Obviously, he has two championships, right? Two. He's got two. He won with two with the Warriors. Uh, yes, I believe so. And he's been on the Nets, which was a disaster. He's been on Oklahoma City, which was right. a super talented team. Yeah. And then this Harden, team, Westbrook. Um, you know – he may go down as and I don't know if this is a necessarily fair comparison, but this is what first came to my mind. Obviously he's better than Charles Barkley, but kind of that kind of a weirdly talented person. Like you don't make seven footers that shoot or Well, I guess, Tom, let me ask you this. I have a trouble answering this question. Where does KD compare with Dirk Nowinski? Oh. Well, I mean, Dirk. Because they're both freaks. Right. I mean, Dirk won one, but with one team. KD won two with a super team. Well, you look at at how Dirk played. I think Dirk was, uh, I mean, he would would take you out to the three-point line. And he would bang you inside. So I'm not too sure if KD's doing that too much. Um, similar game. Um, maybe 
you give it to Dirk by a minuscule for his ability to play on all sides, uh, score from any 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 point on the court. But um, but then again, KD's a little more athletic, and when he was healthy, um, you know he was driving the lane a little bit more. But um, I mean, I think D- Nowitzki is a slightly different uh, category, being that he was a center but could shoot like a two. So. That that gave him the advantage. If you have to rank them, who are you ranking higher? <laughs> oh man, that's oof. that's tough. Uh, I'll I'll go Dirk. I'll I'll go Dirk. Okay, going Dirk. I'll go Dirk. Brandon, you agree? I I do for one reason. There's obviously some behind the scenes locker room issues going on with KD because he keeps bouncing around, and a guy of his athleticism and talent, seven foot two guy that that could shoot the lights out. He's not making these teams better. Like, look at the Warriors. They're still winning without mm-hmm. him. Like, he is not really that big but of a he contribution. Was, but he was the best <laughs> he's very player on guard, though. It's like, all right, let KD get his 30 or whatever, and he's not going to pass the ball. Like, you can control everything else. All he is is a spectacle out there, in my opinion. He's not a team player. Uh, he has trouble, obviously, because he keeps bouncing around. Like – no, I, I have I've lost a lot of respect for KD, especially you know they're going to lose this series, and like now, what team is he going to go to? Like he's going to want another trade. All right, Denver. Raj, what do you what do you think? So, and and this, 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 guys, this is a impromptu topic. We, we we don't have stats handy. This is just kind of off of our gut what we're thinking. We did not plan on this topic. Uh, Raj, uh, Dirk versus KD. In any great player in NBA history, to me, the bottom line is, do you make your teammates better? Do you make your team better? When you're young, that doesn't happen, but you you grow into that. Michael Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, Dirk. You notice KD is not and never has been part of that equation. He's never made anyone better but Kevin Durant. That's not to say that he's selfish, but his skills are unique, and they're very ISO. They're very one-on-one. They're very wide open. He doesn't really create for others. He does in the sense that, yeah, Booker's going for 48 and getting high percentage shots because he's getting some attention, but but so is Booker, and it's unintentional. Durant is not a guy that makes, you know, the kid coming out of college, the Lonnie Walker, like LeBron has done better. Durant is Kevin Durant. He is what he is. But but Dirk is somebody you build a franchise around. This is uh, Durant's fourth team. There's a reason for that. Dirk played on one team his entire career. Uh, okay. All right. Y'all are convincing me. All right. So uh, this is interesting. All right. But so follow-up question. There's always a follow-up when you get to the NBA. Brandon, and this is this is not a – it's not a. It's not necessarily a fair question, but it's a how you grew up playing basketball question. Who wins one on one? One on one. Yeah. Again, KD and Dirk. Um, Who gets the ball first? Yeah, I was gonna say like. Sure. Dirk's also got a hundred pounds that, on it. That's probably like. Who wins horse is a better question. <sighs> That's tough because all right, if K KD will shoot the fadeaway on Dirk and not try to take him to the, so, eh, I'd probably say KD one on one, but but again, he's like he's a phenomenal athlete, he's a freak, but his skill set is solo, like he like Raj said and I said, he doesn't make teams better, and yeah. you can plan for that. Wasn't the answer, Tom. Or wasn't the question, Tom. I, I said one-on-one. that. I said Dirk or KD. I said KD. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say Dirk because of the, the the slight size advantage. And you see in those those clips that um, he was able to just kind of body his way down um, and kind of manhandle, manhandle uh, some of these guys. So I think having the size advantage um, gives him that – Slight edge, I think, the same yeah. as as giving him the slight edge over overall a uh, better player. Raj, who who wins one on one? 
Uh, they're both pretty similarly built, believe it or not. Uh, Dirk's probably got like 10, 15 on him. Durant's better off the dribble. Dirk's better under pressure and a better overall shooter. They both have the same fade that Durant copied from Dirk. Uh, uh, it's a gross question. I don't know. Um, if there's if somebody's calling fouls, if they're calling their own fouls, then Durant, because he's more of a, excuse the misogynistic term, bitch. And he would call fouls where Dirk wouldn't. Did you not learn anything from Bob Huggins? What's that? Did you not learn anything from Bob Bob Huggins? Hey, I didn't call out a religion or say a <laughs> How good slur. did those Seattle Supersonics uniforms look? speaking. Oh, I no, I, I just go Dirk because he's a lot tougher. Durant is a uh, so so. This one's easier for me than than who's better, y'all y'all. My my instinct was oh KD's better, but y'all convinced me that maybe in the NBA Dirk may be better. One on one though, KD wins just because y- y- y'all are all right. They're almost the same player. They both shoot fadeaways. They're both tall, shoot fadeaways. You can't block either shot. One um, knee up fadeaways, by the way. Uh, uh, KD can just – KD could get around for a layup if he needed one. So, I'll, I'll take that as a tiebreaker. Um, going from uh, great players to great names and great legacy, uh, Raj, your USC Trojans had a big uh, week. Not only did – when at the time of us planning this, they got Bronny James – uh, he was a four-star, obviously out of L.A., where his dad lives. But also, transfer for uh, D.J. Rodman, who is the famed Dennis Rodman's son, who's played four years at Washington State. That is uh, two big pickups for the Trojans. Uh, kind of talk about uh, you're on multiple list boards or message boards, whatever they're called. And uh, what's the mood around... One USC, and why do you think Bronny picked USC? Let's, let's we're short on time, so let's take the obvious. They live in California, and it's staying home. It's just it, we compare Tennessee basketball and USC basketball so many times, and just to have haters is awesome. It, it means we're relevant. It means we're living rent free in people's heads. Bronny wants to carve his own path. He's known forever. He's not his dad. He's grown up in, in the age of social media with 7.4 million Instagram followers. Uh, DJ's the same thing, dude. Their dads were generational. They are different kids. They're team-oriented, and they're really well-raised, intelligent kids who have a lot of the same God-given talents that their parents had, but a lot of the, the parent parental-given talents. They were taught a lot of things. Um, they'll never be their dads, but when you go to USC, you know you're going to be a part of a team. You know you're going to play defense first. Rodman knows he's not going to start. He started when he was healthy at Washington State, and at 6'6", he averaged about six boards per game. He, he's a tough, dirty-work kid. He, he's just one of those guys that fills out a roster that you need to have a good team, Guy like San Diego State had, like you guys have, that USC has never had. And – I think they're just buying in and, and it's not UCLA for a reason. It's, it's their own path. It's, it's a different yeah. one. And, and you, you kind of talk about carving your own path and intelligence and those kind of things. And for people who, if we have younger listeners who don't know and think Dennis Rodman is a guy with a tie dyed hair and just was an attention uh, seeker, you want to talk about, a brilliant basketball mind who understood angles, understood arches, and and would put himself when a shot would go up, he would know within a statistical probability where that ball was going to end up, and put himself in that situation to rebound. You're talking about a six eight guy who led the league in rebounds, I think, roughly around ten times, which is insane in that NBA where it was jump shooters and seven footers everywhere. And people killing each other underneath. And a guy that was an NAIA guy initially who, like yeah. Scotty Pippen, grew like eight, nine inches, but always studied the game, would work out till 3 a.m. in the morning after a game, just nonstop. But he studied well, the game. 
and, and Raj, I'm going to stick on you this. What does this do um, for people who don't know? Um, USC, as as much as they are the dominant football program, the basketball program has been a little lackluster. They've gotten some buzz here lately. Um, what does this do to the program, the ticket sales? You obviously have LeBron there. LeBron's going to be at every game, every home game he can be at. And then yeah. you're going to have his celebrity friends. Is it going to – I'm not saying it's going to surpass, but it's going to put pressure on UCLA and, and where everyone's going on these game nights. There's no doubt about it. I mean, for the first time ever, USC will probably be on Sports Center every night, good or bad. UCLA won't. Um, now, LeBron and – Dennis Rodman have the whole like, well, I don't want to interfere and I don't want to steal his spotlight thing. But, you know, just by name recognition alone, especially Bronny, who's had an Instagram since he was like eight, um, it, it brings a whole new spotlight to the program. You know, they got the number one recruit in the country and Isaiah Collier. It's rare for young teams and all freshmen to unlike like the Calipari team with AD and those guys. It, it, it's not going to be a national championship. But it's going to be a good team. They're going to play defense. And, you know, they're a sweet 16, elite eight team. And oh, that's cool, man. I mean, for us, well, it's a program changer. It, you killed you, you kill my next question. I was like, because we and, and you and I talk all the time, the comparisons of Vols, uh, Trojans, as you said. Mm-hmm. Oh, Vols fans are already uh, – Hey, is Final Four bust or fire Rick Barnes? Is that the mood in, in L.A.? By the idiots, just the same way, like the people that suddenly are like, oh, we got Bronny, we got Rodman's kid, national championship. We lost in the first round. Like, USC is top four in the last, like, five years of games won in the regular <laughs> season in basketball. I don't give a shit what happened in the tournament. I never thought that was the case. That would ever be the case. There would Duke, like Kentucky, Tennessee, and like somebody else. Like the idiots are like, well, what have we really done? An Elite Eight at USC, which happened in the bubble, uh, is amazing. And no, if somebody says fire infield, I immediately know that they're an absolute dumb shit. Yep, uh, that's how it is in Tennessee. All right, so moving on to the other big sport of the weekend um, was the ponies. Um, yours truly um, won a little bit of change. Um, I'm not sure if – I don't think I gave that for my bet you're nuts, but um, sorry if I didn't. But, yeah, it was uh, – overall, um, Tom, where did you watch? And then uh, what would you think of the race? Well – I watched it here. Um, we, like I said, last week we were supposed to have a party. didn't happen. Uh, we did last year. It was awesome. But uh, um, So we were we were outside. We finally got some nice weather. So, Oh, and I might. We were um, watching it outside. Uh, we got some nice weather, so the, the speakeasy door was open, so we watched it from there. Um, thought it was awesome. Thought it was a great race. Um, bunched up for the most part. Um, uh, my horse, two fills, unfortunately, uh, uh, almost came came down with it. Uh, but um, yeah, it was it was close down to the wire. Uh, Mage about halfway through. Um, I was watching with Rich, and I and I told him, I said, this this horse here is uh, is making a move. About halfway through, he was really kind of doing what the winner did last year, kind of wheezing, uh, you know, w- wiggling his way through. Um, and then that last stretch, he just took over and, um, it was exciting. So, um, 15 to one odds mage comes through with the win. So, I mean, it's exciting. It's, it's, it's a lot of uh, glitz and glamor, a lot of hoopla, but, um, for two minutes, I don't think the race lasted two minutes this year. (laughs) I went in and, uh, uh, told the wife, I said, Oh boy, that was a close race. Uh, my guy almost won. And she's like, it's over already. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 a quick race, but uh, it was pretty exciting. Um, man, that was that's a layup joke. I was gonna say, how often do you hear that? Uh, I'm gonna um, 
I'm going to go ahead and uh, got his cock clean. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brandon, where did you watch? What did you think? I didn't watch. Um, unfortunately, I was uh, at a concert. Uh, well, no. Yeah, I was at a concert. Uh, I was supposed to go to a derby party, but we had a JBT. Wait, are you, a ta- are you a closet Swifty? Were you at the Taylor Swift concert? No, I was at John Butler Trio in the Caverns. Uh, so ah. My wife, that's one of her favorite bands. Uh, mine as well. So we, uh, we went there. Uh, so I didn't watch, um, but I was kind of keeping up with it a little bit. And I had money on two fills as well. Um, it just another shocker you know it, it's it's kind of like the uh, march madness or something you just you always have your favorites but it seems like they they don't typically win it's always someone coming from behind so um seemed to be a pretty good race but something interesting i was reading on mage was i mean they were i think there's like 10 or 15 guys that like own the horse or something yeah he's, uh, yeah afterwards there's a big big group they all bought like percentages into it yeah and then i also read something like there's there's this app or um, platform that you can almost buy shares of like athletes or horses or things like that of that nature and there's there's quite a bit of money on mage in that as well so i I think that's an interesting yeah and a interesting topic um all right so uh all right, we're on the short on time. Raj, do you have anything out of the Kentucky Derby or just go to bet your nuts? I mean, I was just – I'm not a PETA guy per se, but <laughs> the amount of deaths this week, I mean, it's part of the race and it just flipping horses, breaking necks and, quote, anomalies, which was used to refer to, I think, four or five of the deaths. I believe there were seven in total during the week. I know the weather didn't help, but yikes, man. Like, it's uh, – just kind of cruel, just the sport in general. And, you know, I, I understand these are assets, but wow, it, it, it just came to light. That was an inordinate amount of deaths for one week. You know, the only thing that pays better than um, a Kentucky Derby horse that doesn't win is the sperm. The insurance policy on a Kentucky Derby horse. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Um, just saying, um, there's a whole, they are quick to be killed. There's there no is a documentary it. about this and about the insurance world. Um, of course, I can't remember what it, maybe I don't Netflix, Hulu. I don't know. It, I can, I don't know what it's called, but it's, it's worth the That's watch. Interesting. I, that... Um, yeah, essentially in a nutshell, there was like a guy that. who went all over the country killing horses for the insurance money um so anyways but no, I'll, let you guys, I'll let you guys watch the documentary folks check um, it out That's so it is now time for the world famous guaranteed uh, almost to get you rich hit it tom it's time for bet your nuts All right, here we go. So we're picking a bet that's going to come over at some point from this show to the next show. Um, obviously, futures, we only have so many. But um, we're going to start off. Raj, what do you got? I'm taking both road teams tomorrow um, in the NBA, and that's Boston minus two and a half. Actually, as the favorite, um, you know, I think they win that game outright. They had a clunker. They lost by 12 at home. That's not going to happen again. They're the better team. They've kind of given away two games. I think they win in Philly, a team who has not yet paid their dues, and I win, they win by more than two and a half. I'm definitely on the Nuggets, who are right now catching three points. They're the better team. No CP3. Booker probably isn't going to shoot 95%. So take Denver. If you're going to pick one of them, take Denver plus three. All right. Chain, what do you got? Man, I agree. You you took mine. I, I had Denver on this one for sure. Um, 
and I had one tonight, but obviously we ran long. We started a little, little late, so. Oh, that's um, why you're I, rushing me to get your bet, your bet, your nuts in. <laughs> I did like the Lakers. I got them at plus eight uh, tonight to close it out. I know everyone's on the Warriors, and I'm, you know, I get it. The Warriors are probably going to go off. Steph will probably go for fifty or something crazy, but, um, you know, we'll see how serious the Lakers are right now. <clears throat> and I, I would love for them to just shut it down uh, and not not let it linger and take it back to LA to, to end it in game six. Wait, hold on. Did you just say you like the Lakers plus eight? Mm-hmm. Ooh. I, I just want to, I just want to read a text message thread real quick. I said Lakers plus seven tonight. Seems like free money. Brandon says feels like a trap. NBA wants this series to continue. It's <laughs> exactly right. I know. Well, yeah, then it moved to then it moved to plus eight, and I was like, "It's not a trap." <laughs> like, okay, okay. That's what, that's let's what, go. I was like, well, I was like, what did he just say? Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to get my NASCAR pick in for Tom tries to steal my thunder. Um, I'm going Ross Chastain. Um, he I, there was a fight. He he punched a guy in the face last weekend. He is uh I think he's gonna be angry. He's been a driver, he's been a top five driver all year long. Uh he's plus eleven hundred. I like those odds. They're in Darlington. Um Logano's won in the past, but he's not racing well this year. Yeah, here's Chastain right now punching the guy in the face. Uh I think he's gonna come out pissed off and I think he's gonna be ready. Um great punch by the way. And then don't put your hands on somebody if you don't want to get punched. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. So I'm going Ross Chastain. Tom. Well, you didn't steal my pick. Uh, I got two of them. I'm going to go tomorrow night. Uh, I'm going to opposite Raj. I think Philly closes it out. Um, I'm surprised that they're um, the underdog at home, but I'm sure there's logic behind it. Um, but I do like the fact that they're at home. They're going to close it out. So give me the money line plus 120. And then Sunday at Darlington, uh, give me Denny Hamlin to go back-to-back. He's won three of the last ten races at Darlington. Um, he's plus 600, go number 11 in the FedEx um, not, I, Toyota. I, whenever you can get the second favorite at plus 600, that's a good bet. Um, all right, quickly, guys, we'll go – uh, to our final thoughts, final words. Um, don't take up too much time, but uh, Tom, we'll start with you. Oh, I want to talk about real quick uh, the Detroit Tigers, uh, second place in the lowly uh, AL Central, but for a team that was not supposed to do anything this year, they've had their best start in the last four years. Uh, they're seven and three in the last ten games. Uh, Ed, Ed, Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, his last five starts, he's 4-0 and with an ERA of .25, five walks and 38 strikeouts. He's been uh, lights out. He pitched seven complete today against the uh, the guard and Indians. <laughs> uh, they won five to nothing. But it's just been fun to watch. It's a team that, that no one really gave him a chance in, in Hades to do anything, and here we are. They're two games under five hundred. They're two games out of first place, and um, going into mid-May, the weather get warmer, and there's a bunch of young guys that are that are they've put together off the scrap heap that are uh, making noise. And uh, Detroit Tiger baseball has been fun to watch. Hell, I'm even wearing the jersey. So, uh, go Tigers! All right, Brandon. Uh, I just want a quick note on the NBA playoffs. Some of the the calls and on the ref side, just be a little bit more consistent. I know they're trying to let them play, but it seems like when a team's down, you know, they're letting the offense drive and bury their shoulder into a guy, which is clearly an offensive foul. And they're, they're kind of getting away with a lot of that on, on the lower team. So uh, I'd like to see a little more consistency on that. All right, Raj. Yeah, that's been my issue with the NBA in general, the status-driven calls. But oddly enough, I don't feel like that's been like the case in this Lakers and Warriors series, which I was just going to talk about the chess match. It's been crazy, man. Like game one, you know, AD is 
ISO as 20 and 20 at the half and game two, Golden State calls all these switches, pulls them up and high pick and rolls and they go off game three. Um, you know, LeBron doesn't take a shot in the first quarter, first time in 275 playoff games, which is a record. Uh, he's a facilitator. They force Golden State. You know, the Lakers go between switching on everything on defense to hopefully getting over a top of the screen, but Golden State is generally masterful at that. If you ever go underneath the screen against Golden State, you're dead. The Lakers have been much better game four. Because they got blown out by 30 in game two, the Lakers pulled everyone, and guys like Lonnie Walker got quality time. Conversely, Golden State left their starters in. Lonnie Walker comes in in game four and scores 15 points on, what, six or seven shooting and looks like he's been in the league for 30 years. So every game's been back and forth. Right now it's 17-5. Started out just the way I thought. Golden State starting hot from threes. We'll see if the Lakers can make them play their half-court game. But it's just a crazy chess match in a great series. Um, thanks. So my final words are these. Um, this this show um, was a creation by our buddy Randall, QB1. Um, but look up, in, at least to my top left, you'll see Tom's screen right here. Um, every single new person, every single uh, – advancement we've got um tom has worked his ass off randall worked his ass off to get us to where he got us and we are so thankful and tom's working his ass off to make it better and better and better and so tom we we say thank you a lot on text but thank you um absolutely we i don't know any of that um yeah thank you and thank you randall and just thank you both and yeah, we're we're, uh, we're we're trying to keep getting better and better. So, but thank thank you all for all, everyone's hard work. I'm, what is all that stuff? I'm glad I'm glad I could be a part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, so um, we will uh, we'll keep you guys updated. Uh, Maybe off next week for a uh, just a reset, but we'll keep everyone posted on our social media. If you can like, subscribe. Uh, do all those little things down below that help us and help you connect with us. We will really appreciate it. Um, and then, yeah, but we'll be back um, either next week or the week after. With uh, We have the PGA Championship. Is that what's coming up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Tiger's not playing. We got some, right. We'll have some more live versus uh, PGA drama, NBA playoffs updates, and then NFL schedule, and then whatever other gambling scandals are going to break out. Thank you guys for watching and thank you all for being here. uh, And we'll see you next time. See you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of reckless speculation. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube searching reckless speculation. Catch us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right here next week with another exciting episode of Reckless Speculation. Cheers. Cheers.